Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome in, everybody, to another special Saturday edition of On Texas Football. I'm CJ Vogel, joined by Jerry Hamilton. we got a lot to talk about. We're going to be focusing on the Texas offers, commitments, uh, in terms of heat maps, where they're coming from across not only the state of Texas, but the United States, kind of filling out these uh, these classes under Steve Sarkeesian since his arrival in Texas. A lot to talk about in terms of where Texas is specifically hitting, where they're targeting, and where they want to kind of get into moving forward as they move into the SEC. Uh, Jerry, I want to start off with you because it feels like Texas has really had a lot of success in the state of Texas, obviously, but more specifically in the DFW region. We've talked about it in the past, how important that is, because in a way it's a it's a melting pot for a lot of schools to step in, whether it be Oklahoma, LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Oklahoma, Ohio State. You know, you have all the in-state schools as well that like to poach in there. Why is Texas kind of making that a priority and how have they done it? Yeah, I think uh, the hire of Jeff Banks coming in with Sarkeesian was huge. Obviously, when Sark took the Texas job, you knew the areas he was going to target in recruiting. I mean, Jeff Banks was a massive hire. I think his first big hire, the guy that was going to come with him along with Kyle Flood, obviously, as the OC offensive line coach. Uh, But then you built out that staff and it had a lot of Louisiana and Southeast flavor. But in the state of Texas, DFW, um, it, so, I mean, I, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to kill Tom Herman here. Right. But Texas really did not do a good job in DFW and they had a lot of ground to make up a lot of hands to shake, uh, a lot of relationships to build back at the university of Texas when Sark was hired. And the reality is right now, if you just, if I just drive up from Houston to I-45 and I just hang a left. On I twenty on I ten or I'm sorry I twenty right and I start going west and you start at Wilmore Hutchins which as a 2026 guy now I don't think he's going to stay there but he's a really talented player you just go Lancaster you go all the way down all the way to North Crowley all the way keep going even to Alito right I mean you go down those areas and it's the most talented area of Texas and the reason why is it's not only great in skill but they have big bodies on both sides of the line. I mean, that's the thing. Houston is very talented in 2025, which we'll get into. Uh, They may not have as many of the big bodies uh, in the past classes. They do in this class in 2025 in the Houston area. But then some of those past classes, Dallas DFW areas just had the skill with the big bodies, uh, top national recruits. And uh, the main thing for Sark was they had to get in there and repair relationships quickly and immediately because when they took the job, but they were at Alabama. They knew the talent that was coming up in DFW. They knew Malik Muhammad, Anthony Hills, John Taylor, oh, yeah. Colin Simmons. They've been Alabama had offered all these guys, so they knew they had some uh, ground to make up. And they've done a phenomenal, 
job in DFW. I mean, we have the numbers, I and mean, we we don't really need to dive into them. But twenty eight of seventy five kids in, in Sark's three full classes, we throw twenty one out, right? 22, 23, and 24 classes, 28 to 75 signees at the high school level have come from the DFW area. And that number is even greater, CJ, when you say, okay, 26 guys have been out of state. So remove 26 from the 75, 28 of 49 in-state players have come from DFW. So you're talking about a, a high, high number, which means Texas is getting a lot of those top guys in the state that they covet. I, I like what you said to begin that, you know, Texas had to get in the staff had to get into DFW. They had to make up ground and they, they needed big bodies, you know, and for a while, Texas was kind of missing out on those big guys. You, you look at, you know, obviously Cam Williams, yep. uh, uh, DJ Campbell from that area in the 22 class, you're thinking, all right, like these are guys probably Texas doesn't land under previous cycles, but with Kyle flood, Jeff Banks, Steve Sarkeesian coming in now, you're thinking, all right, there's a little bit of a, a better chance now. Hey, hey, so, CJ to add to that. Cole Hudson, Neto, right? Yeah. I mean, you think about it. Trevor Goosby, Connor Strode, large humans. They're getting those large humans, and a lot of those large humans, like you and I just talked about, they've been out of DFW. They're, they've just not landed them successfully and consistently, and now I think we're starting to see that trend turn a little bit yeah. as a result of this class coming in. I did want to touch on the 24 class specifically. Right. Because that, to me, is a little bit interesting. I was looking at the offers and where they're coming from. Texas extended 189 offers nationally. 55 of them came within the state. So a little bit you know, greater than a quarter, right under 30% of your total offers were from the in-state crop of, uh, of talent. I, I divided them up into regions. And I've, I thought it was really interesting because, obviously, you have your Houston guys. And you've obviously got you know your Dallas, East Texas, whether it be Central Texas, San Antonio, whatever. Central Texas – Kind of a spot Texas hasn't necessarily hit a lot on. We're able to go into some of the talented spots in Temple, uh, Lake Belton, even down to San Antonio. They grabbed the commitment from Freddie DeBose. Is that an area you kind of see maybe flying under the radar in, in, in recent years? I think it's interesting. You know, they got the key guys out of Westlake for them, right? I mean, Ethan Burke, Colton Vosick, you hope he can get healthy, Connor Robertson. Right. Um, so I think they've hit on some of those areas. Look, I mean, does is Lake Travis a little down from where they have been? I mean, we could discuss that, right? Yeah. Um, San Antonio, they offered a few guys, didn't get some of those guys. But I think it's interesting. I think that's such an evaluation area um, uh, for Texas. I don't. I think because they're a national recruiting program now, you're not going to see Texas take as many guys from some certain regions. Uh, they're being very selective on the guys they take. But, uh, you know, I think, look, you, Civil O Steel's kind of on an uptick. They're going to have some guys coming up again uh, in future years. It, it's just interesting where you see the growth in Texas, right? I mean, the Austin area's boomed as far as uh, uh, population goes, really DFW as well. Uh, but it gets into such a discussion, CJ, which is too much for today, about, you know, not as many kids have, were born in Texas, grown up right. in Texas. I mean, Ethan Burke wasn't really a kid from Texas, right? Or Connor uh, Robertson. Uh, yeah, or Connor Robertson. So even, uh, even though he had a parent that went to Texas. So that's where this state's changed um, in finding those, finding those guys that have a genuine interest in staying in state. Everybody, I think a lot of people just think it's the same in Georgia. Everybody expects Kirby to just to get every guy. But it's just not going right. to happen. All these kids aren't from the state of Georgia that live in Atlanta. They didn't grow up with Georgia Bulldog jerseys on. These kids don't grow up with Texas and Texas A&M jerseys on as much anymore. So I think Texas is going to continue to be selective. 
in the in the in the syntax area. I I what I really like what Sark's done though is the one day kind of the start evaluation period where he sends the entire staff out to schools, whether that be from Waco South, right? Yep. And they hit all those schools, they shake all those hands, they make sure they know about the talent in that area and they're not missing on guys. I think it's very important for Texas to be able to land the guys that you have in your backyard, let yep. alone the rest of the state. Otherwise, you know, we're talking about Andrew McCuba coming home. Right. You then have a guy like him for four full years rather than one at the very tail end of his college career. So yeah. I love that. I also love what you mentioned. They, that first day on the road, they're in all of Central Texas shaking hands, maintaining those relationships. I wanted to point out those three classes that Texas has had since Sarkeesian's arrived, the full classes. 20 commitments from Texas in 22, 15 and 23, 12 and 24. So we're seeing a little bit of decline. And I think that's a result of Texas kind of turning the ship around and sense that now you can go a little bit more nationally and have a little bit more inroads in those, you know, big states that produce a lot of talent. We've talked about Florida has been a hot spot, Arizona, California, but we've yet to see, you know, an inroads in Georgia and, yeah. and without, you know, a, a, a a commitment from Mississippi, there's not been a lot from there either. What's it going to take for Texas to really kind of maintain a foothold there and, and really become an impactful program for that deep South region? Yeah, I think Georgia is the absolute toughest state to break into right now uh, for Texas. Um, and the reason is, look, it's pretty simple. Georgia's been on top of the college football world, right? And still, even though they lost to Bama in the SEC title game, I don't know what the win is. Was it 36 to 37, 37, 38, 38? It's something astronomical. Right. So Kirby, if they really, really want have to have a guy in state, man, it's tough. And then you go into Atlanta and look at who you're recruiting against. Alabama. Now, maybe that change, maybe without Nick, there's a little bit more of an opening there, right? But Clemson. Florida State resurgent. I mean, Ohio State's in Notre Dame. Everybody comes to Atlanta kind of like DFW. And so it's a few states away from the home state for Texas. And then, so you have to have a lot of built-in relationships there. Uh, the Kenny Baker hire is interesting because he's a Georgia guy. So right. now Texas will have two guys, Tashar Choice and Kenny Baker, who have recruited that state, who have connections in that state. But I'll take you back to the recruitment of Daniel Calhoun. Texas finished second on Daniel Calhoun, the big offensive tackle that signed with George out Atlanta area. I, I talked to somebody in that state who I've known for years, and they said, George isn't going to let that guy go to Texas, period. So that's what Texas has to overcome, right? Kirby doesn't want, and Georgia doesn't want, Texas to start coming in under Sark and getting a top 10 type of kid out of the state of Georgia. But the great thing about Georgia, it's a tremendous evaluation state. There's talent all in that state south of Atlanta. So it's just going to depend on how many resources and time, how much time you want to put into the state. I think the southwest corridor of Florida, and that's Orlando down through Tampa, is really that southwest corridor when you head south from Orlando, is an area Texas can have a lot of success. So it'll be interesting with Kenny Baker now how much time Texas invests in Georgia. But I can tell you this, within the last month, Amari Winston's committed in 2025. Within the last month of January, the Texas staff's been out. You've seen Blake Gideon in there, Deshard Choice, Sark, Jeff Banks. Obviously, they went to see Amari Winston in Calhoun, Georgia. Mm -hmm. Kenny Baker will be in Georgia. So you're seeing, you know, Kyle Flood has been in Georgia recruiting offensive linemen. So you're seeing Texas put more time and feet on the ground in the state 
We'll see how, how those returns are in 25 and 26. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I, I love what you said about Atlanta being that hot spot in the South. Yeah. There's another hot spot in state that we see kind of spark up every year, every other year. Sometimes it's a little dimmer than other, you know, in years past and in previous cycles, but Houston's always a polarizing city. Yeah. And it feels like, you know, there, you mentioned the 25 class has some guys, some big bodies, some explosive athletes. It's not always like that. There all obviously are a lot of talent, is a lot of talent in Houston, but not consistently, not what we see from Dallas. Who's, you know, some of those guys that you see that Texas might, you know, really make a push for out of the Houston area in 25? And what's it going to take for that area to really maintain, you know, that yeah. elite, elite talent? Yeah, I think let's start at Galveston Ball with Jonah Williams. Look, when Jeff Texas was initially recruiting Jonah at linebacker, they have now shifted that to safety. Jeff Cho went to, took the head coaching job at Nevada, which I think gave an opening there. Blake Gideon, that's his uh, school. That's his recruiting area, right? Sarkeesian met with Jonah Williams and his father. We talked about that on On Texas Football this morning. Um, so uh, Jonah Williams is a guy that's coveted by Texas. He's out of Galveston ball. So that very South part of Houston, obviously Casey Hampton, so much talent over the years, Hampton, obviously the right. big name that attended Texas. Uh, Jonah Williams has some connections to Texas. Obviously his brother was a one-time baseball commitment to Texas who went in the MLB draft, major league baseball and college baseball is a factor in that recruitment. Shadow Creek, uh, you know, Kobe Sellers and Oklahoma lean, uh, it's at Shadow Creek, the corner, teammate of Texas commitment, Anthony Williams. I love Kelshawn Johnson out of Hitchcock, the wide receiver. Sark, uh, Chris Jackson, they went by that school. Blake Gideon, they've all been by that school. Uh, they spent their time there with Kelshawn and a couple of family members. Uh, you know, you start you start looking around, right? I mean, obviously, Devin Sanchez, the corner, five-star corners, committed to Ohio State at North Shore. But there's so much talent in that area. Texas just offered. Cortland Guillory, a corner out of Klein Oak, right. DB out of Klein Oak, who I think will end up top 300 kid in the country. I think that's kind of an interesting thing about Houston right now is there's so many good skill kids in 25 that some guys are popping up on the radar. I mean, Arizona State kind of got the party started on Cortland Guillory. Texas, Texas A&M offered him the last two days. So mm -hmm. there's guys popping up in that area. Then you look at offensive line, Bridgeland High, uh, coached by Lonnie Madison, former Texas A&M defensive lineman. Two, two of them. Big-time offensive yeah. linemen. Jonte Newman and Ryan Foji. Uh, Kyle Flood was by that school this week, either Thursday or Friday. I think it was Thursday. He was by that school. Both of those guys were at the January 20 junior day. Uh, so they've got some large humans there that Texas really likes. And I'm sure I'm leaving out a couple of guys, but Houston is a focus for Sarkeesian in this class. And it has been since the 2022 class when A&M 
really got everybody out of that right. scenario. I think Sark at that time said, okay, whoa, whoa. Now we got to put, we got to do, try to do a little bit better. Jeff Banks spends a lot of time in that Houston area as well. Cypress area out North Houston area. Uh, so Texas is making 25 a focus. And obviously you're going to be more focused in areas when the talent levels up. Yeah, certainly. You had Trey Owens, Jordan Washington from the previous cycle. Yep. Some momentum you can build upon there. Obviously, Houston's going to be a hot spot. But, Jared, to wrap this one up, I wanted to kind of do a little buy and sell with you from trends yeah. of the 24 class. Something that, you know, uh, whether you see it continuing or not, you know, moving forward. Uh, the first one is there are six in-state running backs offered by Tachard Choice and the Texas staff last year. Three of them came from East Texas. Do you buy or sell East Texas producing, you know, a, a hot spot basically for running backs moving forward? I always do. I think East Texas, I mean, you look traditionally at the state of Texas. Um, Earl Campbell, Billy yeah. Sims, Adrian <laughs> Peterson. You go down the list, uh, uh, Overstreet, uh, David Overstreet. You go down the list, there has been great running backs come out of the state of, state of Texas, and a lot of those guys have come out of East Texas. Why is that? Me, you, and Bobby Burton should have a discussion one day about it. I, I think uh, – but that area is always going to produce running backs. I, I do that. Chadarian Ball in 2026. I mean, you just start to look, yeah. and there's a lot of talented running backs in the state of Texas. I think that that area in East Texas is always going to produce big-time running backs. Yeah, for the twenty-five class. For, for the twenty-five class, Ricky Stewart also out of Chapel Hill, exactly. kind of in that northern area. But uh, for the next one, this is an interesting one because defensive end has always been a, a hit or miss spot for Texas, especially when it comes to producing in-state talent. Yeah, there were seventeen offers extended, maybe eighteen if you throw Colin Simmons in. He's listed by most outlets as a linebacker, outside linebacker, whatever. 17 offers extended last year at the, the end position. Only one came from the in-state uh, side of things. That's Zeno Umiozulu. Is that something PK is going to continue moving forward, move, being a kind of national uh, approach there? I think it it's just depends on what they find. Lance Jackson, a 2025 commitment, is right. a buck, is an edge guy, right? And he's going to be a 6'6", 275-pound guy. Uh, so I think it really depends on what the state's going to have. But I will tell you this. You start headed east, that edge position, that defensive line position, it went Louisiana all the way to Florida, up to Georgia, up into the Carolinas. There is a, so much talent at that position uh, in, that, in that southeast region. And Texas is going to recruit a lot of those guys. So the kids in Texas are going to have to be really high-end guys to have the Longhorns all in on them at that mm -hmm. edge position because there's so many of those high-end guys when you start headed east on I-10 and up 65 in those areas. I, and I'll say this, too. I mean, look, CJ, one of the things we, did, we didn't hit on that kind of plays into that is, you know, Kenny Bryant, uh, Kenny Baker, sorry, kind of factors into that, kind of like right. Bo Davis did recruiting that area. And there's so many connections to the southeast on the staff, and you've seen who they've targeted. Uh, I don't think that's going to change. You're going to have to be a very much of a high-end guy, which I'll say this. That speaks to how much Texas likes Lance Jackson, right? Absolutely. I mean, they, they jumped on him this early um, it, because they have a lot of other offers out there and nationally. Um, the last thing I want to hit on with you is the importance of Johnny Nansen's hire because what has he done? He's gone out, offered guys. He's been in California all week, right? So he offered a D lineman out there. So that's as, when we look at that Sark heat map, Sark's on a heater, the heat map, Johnny Nansen, that hire out in California, 
is going to keep Texas strong where Sark wants to have a footprint in California and in Arizona. I, I It'll be so interesting when you put out the heat map, uh, but you know, it's pretty much defined where Sark thinks they have to recruit at a high level to maximize this program. A hundred percent. And then uh, I'm right there with you. The Kenny Baker and Johnny Nansen additions will get Texas a little stronger footholds on the East and the West. Something interesting to watch. Uh, last one for you, Jerry, and then we'll wrap things up. Blake Gideon and the Texas defensive back, you know, kind of group has, has offered eight of the 14 offers from last year on the in-state spot. Do you see that the, the Texas state of Texas will produce enough talent defense in the defensive back room to maintain kind of that uh, majority offer room? Yeah, I do. I, I think that's a strength. I think wide receiver and DB in the state of Texas is so strong every year. I think, you know, it's interesting, seven on seven, spread football, right? right? I mean, the emergence of that over the last 10, 15 years has really changed the state. of. Te- I think it's why it's hard to find linebackers mm-hmm. in Texas. Now, 2025 is a special, I think, potentially special group of linebackers in Texas. But there's been some classes where that edge position, that linebacker position, it's kind of harder to find in state. But that is, the flip side of that is defensive back, wide receivers always loaded in Texas. And as long as the guys on the defensive back, uh, the defensive back position, have the combination, I think, moving forward of the height, the arm length, and the pure speed, right. I, I think is going to be so big moving forward with Texas. And that's why you see guys like Cortland Guillory, very good basketball player too. So if you go watch a kid like that, you say, and you go watch him play basketball – and you evaluate them as a football player, and then you go watch the movement skills in basketball, okay, and see the arm length, you're like, okay. Um, so there's, I think that's absolutely going to be the case because there's an abundance of talent in the secondary in Texas on an annual basis. Well, good deal. That'll about wrap it up today. I mean, a lot of excitement right now with where Texas is recruiting, obviously in-state and beyond. The new additions to the staff should allow a little bit further inroads into some of those territories. Texas hasn't been – uh, all that active or seen much success in in the past, and plus the move to the SEC, getting that patch on the chest is certainly going to help in the Deep South as well. So uh, a lot to look forward to in the 25 class. Obviously, three of the five commitments right now from the out-of-state realm as well. So hot start for the Texas staff and Steve Sarkeesian. But for right now, all the recruiting tips that we're going to be coming across in the next couple of weeks are going to be posted up on ontexasfootball.com. A lot going on uh, moving forward this week. So expect a few more up uh th- this weekend and uh that'll, that'll about do it today i'm cj vogel joined by jerry hamilton jerry thank you for joining today uh, and i hope y'all enjoyed the texas uh heat map version of recruiting and we'll see y'all next time hook them sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.